shut up, you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the canoe route, hopped in a portal and got in a fight. Elias knocked him out. Bow, Marco fighting style. Bow, you'll see he tapped out. Bow, we win, we get crowned. Monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to the Ones Who Woke Up podcast. This is Joshua, as always, and today I've got with me Sarah Spear. Hi, everyone. And so, uh, this is going to be pretty much everybody who's watching's first time being exposed to you. And so, go ahead and tell everybody, uh, you know, what you have going on, what you're doing, uh, where they can find you online, how they can support you, that type of shit. Sure. Yeah. So, I am a comedian based in Austin, Texas, and I run a couple of shows. In the city, I run a monthly show at the Creek in the Cave called Texas. It is an LGBTQ show. It's a lot of fun. We are usually the last Tuesday of the month. And I also run a comedy uh, comedy show. It's a storytelling show at the Buzz Mill on Riverside every third Thursday of the month. That's so much fun. It's really fun, yeah. That's really neat. Yeah. Uh, I know that El- uh, Elias has been a big proponent of... Uh, of any type of storytelling on as a as a thing to do on your media platforms, whether it be your podcast or your video show or whatever, right? If you're doing it as storytelling, it's it's like a neat little angle that I think is a, a new frontier in, in podcasting and media that's gonna like catch on. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a different art form than the traditional stand-up comedy type of set you might see, but. A lot of the stories that we get from our comedians are really funny. We've had some ones that are emotional as well, and I found myself tearing like, up at like, my own comedy holy show. Shit, I wasn't expecting it to be exactly. so here. <laughs> no, but it's really fun to hear stories. It's just a different platform, and I really enjoy it. So, yeah, you should come check out our storytelling show sometime. Yeah, um, I, I post everything, all my shows, to my Instagram. It's just Spear Sarah. So. Let me know if well, you want to come. I, I mean, I'll beyond want to go. We you don't have to answer what I'm about to what I'm about to talk about. I mean, we can think about it, but I'd love to sponsor those. Oh, oh, we would yeah. love a sponsor. Yeah, well, so there you go. Yeah, that we just. Oh my god, done. So I'm already, I'm already, I'm already sponsoring work with Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm already sponsoring work with uh, Aaron McDuffie, and I'm in the process of hashing out things with uh, with some other people. You know, I, I don't want to name any names if we don't have anything like concrete, right? But. Um, there's some other folks that I'm working on uh, doing it with. I, I really like working with the comedians locally, and I really like providing a platform to folks where, you know, like, we're going to be doing this for life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? This Muggy Mouse Studios ain't going nowhere. And so, you know, eventually you'll be on your 10th time visiting. You know, it's been God knows how many years. We're calling back to episode, you know, this is episode like 21 or 22 of the podcast. Oh, know? wow. So, yeah. So young. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, well, so we've got like uh, like over 200 videos on our YouTube channel, uh, the Monkey Mouth YouTube channel. We're doing a, uh, we do a bunch of podcasts. We do, I do a, a Naruto review show. I'm a big anime dork. Uh, and so I do an episode by episode review of Naruto. I'm doing every episode of Naruto. All oh, the way through. fun. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot. The idea was it's the place where I can sharpen my axe, right? Like, the, like there's a thousand fucking episodes of Naruto. So if I'm doing an episode by episode review, I've got a thousand fucking podcasts. You're going to get really good at it. Yeah, exactly. That was the thought, right? That's the place where I can just go put my head down and work and get good at what I'm doing. Right. Uh, And then we have shut up. You'll listen, which is the one that uh, we may or may not get another episode of in tonight. um, That is more or less the uh, like version of what I'm doing with the ones who woke up that leans into pop culture and 
what's happening now, you know, like things that are happening on social media, things that are happening on the news and sports, you know, shit that like the average person would hear about, right? Whereas mine leans into my like dumbass psychedelically influenced philosophy, right? Like we're going to talk about the meaning of love. Oh, no. Oh, you didn't tell me about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I fucking bear trapped your ass. It's fine, though. You're here now. I'm Edward. here. I'm here, but there's whiskey. So can well, I and, really be that mad? Well, and the real truth. Yeah, we treat you nice here. Um, or at least we try to really hard, right? Like, the thing is, like, you walk in and it looks nice, right? So your sense of sight is impressed upon positively. It smells nice. So your sense of smell is impressed upon positively. Mm-hmm. It sounds nice. We have the lo-fi plants. So your sense of hearing is impressed upon positively. Well, goddamn, that's three of your five primary senses that are impressed upon positively the moment you walk in the door, right? And it's hard to, like, keep having a bad time. Even if you were having, like, a fucking anxiety attack from driving out here with some dickhead in a truck with a grill guard riding you or whatever you know like whatever is going on out there in the wait world. how did you know that's what happened to me on the way here because i've i'm from here i know the fucking i know what happens dog like this is yeah i'm yep. beckoning from past experience but <clears throat> maybe it's the same guy should probably we, should we he's retaliate just, he's just out roaming the town yeah i definitely want like a drop hitch where i can just hit a button and it drops like nails on the road just fuck that guy's whole. That everything. would be pretty. That would be pretty much a power move. <laughs> I played a lot of uh, twisted metal and shit like that as a kiddo, right? So my brain is immediately like, I need a lava cannon on my truck. <laughs> I don't drive a truck. I drive a Civic, so I think that'd be even funnier if like a lava anything came out of my tiny Civic to try and destroy like a giant Silverado. Just out of the exhaust. Exactly. Pure lava. Right in his fucking radio. My tiny ass car. Where is it coming from? Where's the where's the lava being generated if it's coming? It out? doesn't matter, don't ask questions. Listen, it, there's an engineer who can definitely rationalize a way for this to work. Okay. We don't need to hash out that entire process. But tornadoes. Terrifying. We were talking about tornadoes before we were recording, and that's what we said we were gonna talk about, and we devolved into tooting our own horns and talking shit. Um but yeah, so my old studio uh, was in, so that Radix sign right there, that's my, I run a CBD company, a cannabis company. We had a warehouse in Hutto, and we had a little side room there where we would like record our video commercials and stuff like that for Radix, and I was doubling it as a podcast studio. And that shit got whacked by a tornado. Like, Damn. mega whacked. A wall fell in. It collapsed. Yeah, just collapsed and just in. crushed everything, and then another wall fell in on top of that, and let's double crushed everything. Oh, double whammy! Wow, yeah, it was like your shit is fucked, and now here's it's double fucked. It was pretty impressive. There's a video if you go to my social media, if you like scroll back on my fucking feed, there's a video of me reacting to it and being like, "Wow, holy shit!" Like they couldn't have just let it go with one of the walls. <laughs> No, it no, had to be had a total to, dick and have two wells came in. Like, just in fucking case any of that shit survived, let's make sure, double sure, that this shit is fucked. But something did survive, you said. Oh, yeah. So the decanter survived. Mm-hmm, also, uh, mm-hmm. those uh, MMA gloves right there survived. That Radix sign survived. It's bent from where it got smashed. Oh, I see um, it. Yeah. Yeah. The TV. The TV, <laughs> the TV made it somehow. What? Yeah. That survived yeah. two walls caving in? You can never get rid of that TV. Never. No, never. It's it's practically bulletproof. And it's so old that it'll be, like, pretty easy to work on. 
you know like it's it's not near as uh small and fine i feel like my my gorilla fingers could probably actually manage fixing that one or i could just pay somebody to fix it right it's funner to try to i'll just if it's already broken i'll try and fix it and if i really break it then i'll go pay the guy to fix it there you go and that way i like yeah give it a good no it's way more try. fun to to break things yeah well and my thing is if it's already broken you can't break it it's already fucking broke. that's true all you can do is try to fix it and fail and if you fail then all you did was learn so i like that like, mindset that's a good mindset uh, you, you break enough shit you, you fix enough shit you's like we're gonna get there like have, I, I'm no a software money. developer. I break things all the time in my job. That's awesome. Uh, so we we won't talk about uh, any like names or anything like that. But like, what do you what do you primarily do as a software developer? Because I, I don't really like. I'm like, imagine you're talking to a caveman about what software development is, because that's effectively what's happening right now. Well, I basically build web applications, so anything that you can access through a browser. Oh, fuck yeah. So not like the apps on your phone, but just the web versions of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I build the the front end, which is just the user interface, essentially. So You make it look pretty. I get to make it look pretty, but I also make it work. Yeah. Don't just say I make it look pretty, but I do make it look pretty. Yeah. You're, yeah. The, you're the one who, like, at the end of the day is taking the stuff that mechanically just does whatever and plugging it in and making it and making it presentable so yep. that I gotta someone talk can to, actually do something with it. Gotta talk to everything on that back end, all the databases, all the queries, all the API calls, all this all this stuff. Make sure all the zaps are lined up. Exactly, exactly. I I just like the word zap. Oh, okay. So we would use a we would use a deal called Zapier. Um, oh, we, Zapier. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, that's how we would link up a lot of our shit on the Oh, back cool. End. No, I don't really work on the back end very much, so I don't really know. I built what my we website do. up from the top down, but oh, I mean, okay. but I also just did it on like Wix or whatever. I don't have, I'm not like real, real good at it, but I'm able to go in there and I fucking did it. I have a website that works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why those tools are there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty like low key proud of myself for doing it, but you uh, should be. No web web stuff has has gotten definitely more challenging over the years. Yeah, well, and it's funny because it's also gotten easier, right? Like someone like me who has no 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 experience with it at all was able to build a website. You know well, I'm that's saying? true. There are some things that have gotten easier. I, say I have no experience with it. I've built a couple websites with yeah. my business partners, but mm-hmm. like they've always done some of the like heavy lifting where some of the stuff where I didn't know, you know, and I had to go figure all that shit out on myself. Mm-hmm. Which was well, I say by myself. I was able to hit them up. Like, figured it out. Well, half my figured it out. Half my job is googling things that are broken. Yep. So. If you don't mind just always breaking things and typing things into Google to try and find paths forward, then you'd make a great software developer. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like knowing knowing the right forums to search, like you have some, you have some golden nuggets, some good honey holes where you know you find some good answers. That's true. Yeah, a lot of it is crap out there. Well, the overwhelming majority of answers that people get online are just absolute dog shit. And just the one person that gives a good answer gets upvoted. And that's yeah. I mean, my favorite is when people just get in fights over what's the best way to write something or when people get really excited when they've crushed everything, like a mul- like a, 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 a function that should be probably like, you know, 10 lines long that they crush it into just one line with like no spaces. And they're like, I can read this. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't, but okay. It's like good for you, bud. I'm like even blind. if you can, I don't care. Well, like who would ever want to? 
Like, why is that a flex? I don't know. I think it's. I think it's just. People are just dorks. People, yeah, yeah. People I mean, dorks. I am also a dork, but I think I'm a dork about different things. So, what type of shit are you dork about? Well, roller skating for one. Oh my god, god <laughs> damn it! The roller skating, son of a bitch! I would, y'all, follow her online. She's a great follow. She's fun. She Thank po- you. She uh, she posts funny videos of her comedy and funny videos of her fucking up trying to roller skate, and also nailing it sometimes. Um, but now my feet has been plagued with roller skating videos because of course I like every video of yours I see. Right, you know? so and so like, then the so like, silly Holy shit, we need to feed this motherfucker roller skating videos, bro. We're gonna keep him on the app forever with roller skating videos for sure, for sure, for sure. And you're like, wait, no, I only want to watch her roller skating it's videos. Like, can I just like only give Sarah Spear videos? But it's a small price to pay um, because you are sincerely a fun follow. Oh, uh, thank on, you. On, on all the platforms. I, I think I believe I follow you. I mean, God, I manage a bunch of social medias, right, with all my different little brands. But uh, I know I for sure follow you on at least one of them on Instagram and at least one of them on TikTok. And so, okay. I, and so I get to see your, your videos on both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, they give me dopamine, dog. Like, I, I literally cannot deny the fact that they give me, like, the, the happy brain. That makes me happy. They give me the happy brain chemicals, dog. They really do. I, I will say people do enjoy watching other people fall on their face. Yeah. It's it's great and like those are the videos that do the best on my my social media. But it never I'm never like at it. It's never it's never too much, right? You're never like fucking folding your leg in three places. You know what I'm saying? It's never anything crazy. It's just like ah, it's 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 funny. It's yeah. It's like oh, she took a tumble. And yeah, she did a little splat. That's all it was. Yeah, it's okay and though. Kind of and you can kind of chuckle at it and not feel bad. Right. You know. No, if uh, I broke my arm in three places, I don't think I would be posting it. Yeah, well, that's... Or maybe I would. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'd want to post something that brutal. You just have to, like, share it to me, and then I share that shit. That's like, fine. Not dire- yeah. All right. We got Because the we point got is me falling and then me laughing. You know? Like, yeah. I want... Yeah. I want it to be very lighthearted. It's great. So, uh, you were saying that you run two shows, uh, and that one is, like, the, the storytelling platform, and then the other is an LGBTQ-friendly stand-up show uh that's on the last tuesday of every month Mm -hmm. and all i can think is that god please let it be called tomboy tuesdays no it's called texas well i'm not gonna tell you how to brand your stand-up show maybe i'll maybe tomboy tuesday is fun well i i I wanted to call it tuesdays but there's already uh, a Tuesdays <laughs> out there. So Barbarella has a Tuesdays dance night. Who's Bar- on? Who's Barbarella? Barbarella's is a uh, just a dance club in downtown Austin. Oh, so it's, it's even, actually right around the corner from so where the show is. To, uh, yeah, it's literally they, right around the corner. If so they were, if they were yeah. in some far off place, L.A., New York, whatever. I mean, maybe you know, but. If you're if you're doing it locally and they're doing, I'm it not locally. gonna copy. I'm not gonna copy anyone. Although Tuesdays is great. Man, that is. It's really hard to top that. But we jokingly started calling it Texas, and then it stuck. So we've been calling it Texas, and we hit our one year anniversary great. last month. So oh, wow! Yeah, right. so we've been cool. doing it for over a year. Have y'all been now. doing it at the same spot the whole time? Yep. 
Wow, holding it down, mm-hmm. holding it down. Mm-hmm. Good for you. I'm proud yeah, of you, dog. Thank you. Running shows is actually a little more challenging than I thought they would be, but especially holding them down. Like main, it, one of the one of the big things is maintaining professional relationships over a prolonged period of time, right? Like you got to hold it together as a person that whole time. Yep. You crack with the venue, with the artists, with yeah. how you promote. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a a project for sure yeah <laughs> definitely a project a little bit more than like someone who's just hearing that you run a show might think it is right it's it's, yep. it's a pretty involved deal oh yeah there's spreadsheets yeah there's so, spreadsheets i mean the fact that you're doing those spreadsheets you're killing it yeah right? thank but you, you but you're also a fucking software engineer right i'm i i do like to be organized are you are you are you a formally trained in that at all or is that something you just picked up along the way i picked it up along the way i started out as a program manager slash event planner so that is also another reason why i think i'm very good at running shows of course because i was that professionally yeah i would i would host i would run and host you know 30k plus events so you get really good at planning when someone gives you that much money and you get, have to get alcohol and food and make sure people are there and tables and linens and yeah. all these things you never thought you had to pick out. Yeah, so many small decisions. Yeah, that you can get overwhelmed in if you do, if you don't. My thing is, you you want to say there's no wrong decision, but there are wrong decisions. Oh, there right? are 100 percent wrong decisions. But the thing is that if you just get to the end of it, right, then you can go back and look at it and be like, well, this is what needs to be fixed, right? But if you get caught up in the details and just get stuck in the mud, man. Uh, that those can go sideways quick I've, so i've been at events like that that gone sideways bro mm-hmm. like whoa these guys fell apart <laughs> yeah this, this fell apart quick um <clears throat> i've a uh, i've done a lot of like public speaking so i've had to deal with a lot of what's an example of something that just fell apart i'm i'm curious i want to know like did they run out of alcohol did nobody come i i don't know i just want to hear about how other people have failed <laughs> Is that is that horrible? No, it's okay. Um, and it's just this is funny because this is why I love the podcast. This is literally a story that I would have never ever in a million years guessed that I'd be telling. Oh, I'm so excited! Oh yeah, let's hear it. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's it's fucking. I'm on the edge of my seat. It's fucking. Come on juicy. now. Well, I gotta like. Oh, I, sorry. I, I'm like giddy right now. Like I'm like <laughs> really. Like, All right, I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. The world's watching though, so we gotta like. All right. I own and operate a drone company where we contract out commercial drone operations abroad. And so I do a lot of public speaking for that company. And one of the public speaking engagements that I went to, it's been years since this happened, and I honestly cannot even remember the name of the event. It's most certainly not going on after what went down. I went one year, and it was like a C-plus Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a C minus. Like, a, it passed. It passed the bar for being an okay event. I've been to a bunch of events that just sucked outright. Right. This is the only one where I got to watch it, like, descend into, oh, fuckery. And, oh, I, I love it already. Oh, it's beautiful. God damn it, it's beautiful. And uh, it was all being ran by this dude named Baco, who was an African guy. Okay. And the first year... It was at a relatively legit venue, everything I spoke at it, I got some leads out of the deal, I like made a bunch of money, it was fine. Everything was fine. Well, the next year it was at some weird building 
on the UT campus and it was just a clusterfuck like it just there was no space everyone was complaining they didn't have a bunch of the small shit like the they ran out of they didn't have flyers they didn't have uh like basically anything that needed to be printed they didn't have anything that needed to be printed it's a good start right it's like (laughs) oh shit wow well i mean so like apparently they had some right but i got there like within 30 minutes of it starting I mean, within 30 minutes of it starting, you should probably not yeah. run out of something. Yeah, they Call me, me crazy, they but, were telling yeah. me they had some. I'm like, like the 75 people here? And again, there was like nobody, right? Like, again, there was like nobody showed up and there was no space. It was such a clusterfuck. It was so, it was so tight and so miserable. And like um, the rooms where you're supposed to be doing your speaking were way too small. And you're trying to squeeze 20 people in there and you can't even squeeze 20 people in there. And, uh, yeah, it was bad. I'm telling you, it was like, what in the fuck is happening? And I actually wound up not even speaking. I wound up being like, this is so much because, uh, uh, Oh man, I remember what happened. This dude literally, uh, messed up the schedule and had me and another dude double booked in the same room. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, I was, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. You got it, bro. Like, you got it. You were like, actually, this is a good out for me. Yeah, I'm like, going to oh, get drunk and leave. perfect, bro. Like, there, I don't think there was alcohol. Okay. Um, well, that's just unacceptable. It was, it was miserable. I'm wow. telling you, it was miserable. And uh, one of the sponsors wound up coming unfucking glued publicly. Um, wound up, oh, ca- no. wound up calling Baco a Cameroonie con man on social media. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, dear. This is the fucking oh, firestorm oh, that it turned. No. Yeah, dude, this oh, happened. No. This happened in real life. One of the people who paid him like several thousand dollars to be the name on the event was like, bro, no way. And the guy apparently like Baco stopped responding to him, and uh, yeah. There was, it was bad. It was, uh, like I'm telling you, I, I, I can't. Baco, if you're hearing this, I sincerely doubt you're still doing event planning. I sincerely doubt the guy's still doing event planning. If he is, I will never go to one of his events. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, I mean, th- there was more shitstorm on social media, but it pretty much, I mean, it led, there was a bunch that led up to that, but then it, it pretty much climaxed with one of the big one of the biggest sponsors of the entire event coming out and publicly calling him a Cameroonie con man yeah brutal absolutely brutal no one's ever come out and called me any names on the internet after I've ran an event so I just feel like maybe I'm doing an okay job hey that's the bar not to trip over right you it's pretty low bar it's a pretty low bar you're you're clearing it dog you're going you're literally high-stepping that mother you ain't even having to jump you're just like step step it's no problem man i've never had a sponsor become unglued at an event that must have been wild to i wasn't there i left oh you left at that point okay oh i mean yeah like i didn't see the actual oh wait no you said it was on social media when all that yeah well i mean there was clearly they had had words there as well like it there was there was a lot to it it was all very public i got to i got to read it all it was juicy when it happened again this is seven eight years ago man like this is a while ago six years ago six years ago and i also do a lot of drugs so so it could have been 
one to nine years ago. Who knows? Exactly. It was more than one. It was definitely more than four years ago, for sure. Absolutely more than four and absolutely less than ten. Yeah. So that's it's good like, range. That's like a six year range. For yeah. You. Yeah. It's like cloudy memory space that that shit went down in. I'm trying to think of the biggest mistake I made at an event and I'm not going to lie. I think one of them was I ordered too much alcohol for the party and we had a huge bar tab and I started going to everyone and was like, we have to drink twice as much as we're drinking now because I've paid for all this alcohol, whether we drink it or not. And then everybody was very happy to hear that. (laughs) Nobody was mad at me for getting too much alcohol. Sure. Yeah. But it's like, hey, like. They're going to take all this alcohol with them, and they've already taken my money, so let's make sure we do That's this pretty shit. much, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, Savage. Uh, I'd have been like, yo, even the my, bottles are mine. Even, like, the person, even kind of my boss that was in charge of me wasn't even mad. Like, he was just like, great, guess we're getting fucked up. Well, it's like, hey, we, like, we're clearing our margins already with how this worked out. Like, all this math yeah. mapped out already, and we're getting more yeah. drunk. Cool. No, everything went great. Everything was perfect. I just was a little overzealous with how much I thought people were going to drink. And I will tell you, I tried really hard to drink that bar tab to its full capacity. We did not do it, actually. I was a little disappointed in the in the party. I thought I thought we had it in the bag, but nope. Nope, I guess we had to work harder. But that's probably the biggest mistake I ever made was just, oops. Yes. Her, yep. b- her biggest mistake was she threw the most legendary fucking event that's ever <laughs> went down, ever. That's badass. You're a fucking, you're a legend, bro. So yeah, come to my parties. I, I throw a good one. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Shit, shoot me a text next time. It's going down for real. I'll bring some mushroom tea for everybody. It'll be perfect. Uh, so we were talking before the podcast that this, this whole thing is the ones who woke up, right? Mm-hmm. Buddha translates to the one who woke up. Okay. And so the point is, we're out here waking motherfuckers up, and I, I had my psychedelic awakening through literally psychedelic drug use, right? Like, we're all one big fucking organism. We're literally all one thing. And I see that very clearly. Like, me and you are front and back of the same coin, in the most literal sense that you can possibly imagine. Uh, it's more like a big complex die at that point, though. There's yeah, a, there's a, whole there's lot a lot, of, lot of sides. There's a lot of us, right? But it is a thing. It's a thing, for sure. And uh, so... I would have brought the mushroom tea. I would have brought the mushroom tea and gotten everybody real fucked up. Yeah. Have you, so you've never done any psychedelics. I've at never all. done any psychedelics. What's the, so? What's the highest you've ever gotten? Because I know I know you said that you like smoke weed on occasion. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't mean, I don't mean to push your fucking. I don't know if like the event people are gonna be like, oh my god, Sarah on occasion. Weed. Yeah, but like you know, tell me about like the the, the highest you ever got for sure. The highest I've ever been. That is a good question. I I mean, not enough to, like, transcend time and space. <laughs> like, I think sure, you might yeah. have done on yeah. mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it was one time when I was in college. I do remember getting extre- like, extremely high. All of the girls on my floor in my dorm were very, very big into smoking weed. Of course, and I had in never, college. Everyone's yeah. smoking weed. Well, and I had never really done it. Like where, where I, did the, so you, you so you grew up like extra vanilla. Where did you grow up? I'm very vanilla. I grew up mostly. Well, my dad was military, so kind of all over. But I went I to you. high school and college in Virginia. 
And oh, I damn. was so you're like balls deep in Militaryville. Yeah, Militaryville, and also I went to like magnet schools. So what is a magnet school? A anyway? magnet school. I imagine they're training you to be fucking Magneto. Dog, no, no, no. That. So a magnet school is just a school that focuses on a certain topic, and it's usually for students that are advanced in that area. So I went for math and science. So I was that nerd that. Which was your like, shit, math or science? It was it was both. Like well, I went to a math go, and well, science academy. They kind of right? go hand in hand with what I was doing. What were you doing? Uh, a lot of calculus. Fucking. A lot of calculus bro, and physics. Like, is the Earth flat, bro? We invented calculus. Yeah, like what? Like calculus is literally the what we what we came up with to calculate how this shit's moving around. Like we calculated the heliocentric model. We didn't fucking just dream that shit up. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, so I guess I'm trying to tell you that I, I wasn't somebody that got invited to a lot of parties <laughs> or would, like, go out. I mean, most of the things I would do would be homework. And I had I worked through high school and college and stuff, too. So, yeah, I never really got into it. I mean, I love to drink. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and yeah. I love, and I do love getting high. But, yeah, I had never smoked weed until I had gotten to college. <clears throat> Damn. And so. I forget that people like you. I actually forget that. Pe- I do need to pour a glass of whiskey. Go I? for it. While you do that, I'll talk shit about you. <gasps> so I, I forget that you know what I got you. I, oh. I got you shit. I'll be Oh, I'll but be, you can I'll talk shit about me while you're pouring me whiskey, so at least I have something over. something so, delightful on the other end of this. I was gonna I had something clever I was gonna say about Sarah Spear, but now I, I can't remember. So oh. something about you being real fucking vanilla. Oh, I'm so vanilla look at me. Just look at me. I'm wearing a brown sweater and I and very white. That's the that's Thomas. I, right I was hoping you'd just be like, "Yeah, you're really white." I was hoping you would say that, but I just I had to prompt you. Sorry. No, what, I'm, <laughs> I'm more I'm more worried about that scotch right there. So that's, oh, that's a uh, that's Thomason. That's a uh, don't worry about the scotch. I've got it. That's Elias's baby right there. Um, we were talking about how you hadn't fucking. Oh, I'll say I forget that people like you even exist. That yeah, I was I was a maniac in high school, man. I was my god. I'm glad I calmed down, right? Because, ooh, I was I was getting off into some shit. I mean, by the time I got to college, I I went absolutely nuts. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You had some fun in college. I had a lot of fun in college. I think I still to this day have a lot of fun. I'm making up for a lot of lost time. We, we digressed. I asked you something about where you grew up, but we were talking about something before that. Is anybody? Oh yeah, the highest I've ever been. Oh yeah, we were gonna. So you were in college. Yeah, so all we your were in college. Were fucking getting high and shit. The, we were all getting high. We and I remember our our big thing was we would spend our nights. We would all get like chicken tenders from the, you know, the dining hall. Yeah. And then and French fries, and we would get really high <laughs> and watch Reno Nine One One. Oh, that's a that's a. That fun. was our that was our jam, and I, yeah. I mean, there's so many quotable moments. I I could get lost uh, in quotable moments from Reno 911. But I remember one night I got, like, we got so high. I got so high that pretty much I they told me I, I don't even really remember. I wouldn't stop laughing. Like, I think they told me that I laughed for, like, minutes and minutes and minutes straight like on, just, some, on some joker shit like on some joker shit like would not stop laughing they were like we thought you might stop breathing because you couldn't like you wouldn't stop laughing and then you just fell asleep what a legend and i was like 
I don't really remember any of I don't remember any of that. Like I must have had so much and just, I don't know what happened. But yeah, I just overdosing on dopamine. They probably thought I was losing my mind. Yeah. They probably <laughs> were like, this is her Joker origin story. Oh, my God. She smoked too much weed <laughs> and then passed out. That's legendary. I, uh, I did eat all my chicken tenders, though, before. So at least I had something in my stomach. Were we all were we all smoking joints or bongs or what were y'all? It was bongs. Just did y'all have like a big old bong, small old bong? Like oh, y'all? I don't remember. God, this was so long ago. Um, I mean, I think it looked big to me at the time. But in retrospect, but in retrospect, probably... it was probably just a very normal run of the mill, like nothing too exciting. But of course, me who's never really seen any of this stuff oh, this is just this big huge in my head i was like yeah in my head i was like oh my gosh like, <laughs> how does this work like what do i do oh yeah my God. also i look at pictures of myself in college and do you feel like you're shorter do you feel like you like get taller after college i think that's wrong but like i look at pictures of myself and i swear i'm like half the size i was right now than i am right now uh i look at pictures for me in college and i am about literally half the size i yeah. was in college there you go uh, i was i used to be like 500 pounds yeah. Yeah. It was big, big old boy. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's night and day. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i like 290, 300 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I had gotten up to I went the other way. Yeah. I, so like like me, from, me yeah. from college would fucking eat me now. Like, oh my God. I think me could eat me from college right now. I bench press 425 in college. Whoa! Yeah, that like I think I if I could bench press three twenty five right now, I'd be like, yeah, you know, like that guy literally was a beast. Like I, I don't, I was also like played football in in high school and stuff, power my, lifted. My match max bench is probably like eighty five pounds. I would do arm curls with eighty five pounds in each arm. No, that was <laughs> I'm like not, I'm not kidding. That was like the best bench I'd ever had. <laughs> with that with my in kid. the height of my like weightlifting gym rat phase damn that's yeah. that's like the that's like the bar and two tens on each side okay no that's like 65 pounds so no the bar is 45 i said 85 oh yeah yeah 45 and then two tens two ten- on each oh side. two tens on each side sorry i meant like a 10 on each side yeah no i was like check your math girl i was power lifter oh it's like it's State in Texas. I just misheard you. I, I I've never been a power lifter. I still like lifting though. Do you, I'm assuming you still lift then? No. So oh, I uh, I do uh I do the uh to the best of my ability I do the Saitama workout. You watch any anime? I don't. I run a whole anime podcast. Don't don't forget I'm boring. Well, I mean, shit. But like, yeah, people could say you know sitting at home watching anime is pretty goddamn boring. Oh. But. Uh, well, there's just, okay, here's the thing. There's so much. I have a blast. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. That, I think that's the thing is I wouldn't even know where to start. You know, there's all kinds of places you could start. I Sailor mean, Moon. I do like Sailor Moon. I did one so of the places anime. I lived. Wa- oh, really? Okay. Well, then I've that's, watched anime. I, I grew up in Japan, Japan, so I watched a lot of Sailor Moon. Yeah, dog. That's literally. So all, all that anime is are cartoons produced in Japanese animation studios. That's it. Oh. Yeah, that's oh. it. Well, uh, then I probably watched way more anime than I've. And then I've realized most people have most people have like Dragon Ball Z. That's anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Gun- is Gundam. Gundam's absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Anime. I watched a lot of Gundam. See too. what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Right. See, you've watched some like. Good Hell yeah. Movie. I'm cool now. See what I'm saying? It's cool to be a nerd <laughs> these days. Know what I'm talking about? All right. Sick. Yeah. I, uh, I watched all of a uh, Demon Slayer recently. Mm. Are you familiar with that? Mm-mm. Oh, fuck me. Demon Slayer is so goddamn good. 
Tanjiro is one of the most wholesome characters ever, but I'm just like talking in a foreign language about shit you know nothing about right now. It's great. So we'll, I mean, well, I, I'm here for it. I'll shout out Demon Slayer. You guys watching Demon Slayer? Maybe we'll do a we watched edition and we'll fucking bullshit with someone who's watching Demon Slayer. But um, between here and there, uh, you were saying that the the highest you'd ever gotten was fucking laughing your face off and going to sleep, and it reminded me the whole time of a story of me. When I was up around 500 pounds, I was over at my brother's house. We're sitting around the table and I made a joke about the shadow state and I laughed so hard that I passed out. (laughs) Like fell out of a... Like you actually passed out? Like turned into a sack of potatoes and fell out of my fucking stool at 500 pounds. That's really impressive, actually. That's really impressive. I'm absolutely convinced that I'm going to die laughing at one of my own jokes. I've, like, <laughs> after that, like, I felt my soul trying to leave through the interior fontanelle of my brain. It was like, I'm fucking out of here. And I was like, nah, hold on, what? No, nah, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not supposed to be dying right now. What the fuck? I just made a joke. I was just laughing. See, I just fell asleep probably because I was tired, right? Like, oh, I didn't, like, I didn't like, like, pass out, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I literally, like... Wow. Wow. Yeah, laughing so hard that I fucking passed the fuck out. The human body can do incredible things. Yeah, I didn't know that you could uh, I didn't know that you could laugh so hard you could pass out. I didn't either. Yeah. So apparently there was a there was an old like Greek or Roman, I get the old the old cultures where they're the fucking same Greek and Roman, who fucking knows. But one of those fucking old dudes from one of those old cultures apparently died laughing at one of his own jokes. And that is legend mother- has it. That is motherfucking me. Like if I've ever identified with an old dead motherfucker, it's that guy. For I sure. like how, you know, you hear the stories about how the first guy that ran a marathon died. And then there's this guy that just laughs at his own joke and he dies. I just Man. think that's a funny, that's a funny contrast. Yeah. I mean, fuck it. They're. There are extremes, right? You can, yeah, yeah. He put himself through the extreme of laughter and through the extreme of running, and they can both get you. Yeah, they're like, laughter is the best medicine, slash, it can kill you. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you can drink, you can drink too much water and die. I did know that, yeah. You know, that happened on a radio show at one point. Somebody died on a radio show from drinking too much water? Win the wee. Uh, whatever he just said, win the wee? Win the wee? I don't know. Win the wee. So they drank water and they couldn't. Yeah, so the the whole the, the whole oh. the whole point is they would bring people on the show, and they would make people drink water and drink water and drink water at a certain rate and see who would hold out without being the longest. And a nurse even called in and was like, "Y'all need to hey like, go to the bathroom. These people could die." And they were like, "Nah, nah, we know what we're doing. It's chill." And then someone fucking died. But he won the week. I did he win the what week? What an honor. <laughs> Like a fucking the game console? Yeah, so that's what's called win the Wii. because like we means he. Yeah, yeah. So, the so the dead guy got the Wii. Bury me with that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't nobody get that son of a bitch. That's mine. You're like no, no one's inheriting this. Like, like I, s- I want it fair and square. Like, the goddamn the the dude who like <laughs> rose the boat across the lake to the afterlife is gonna be like, I'll take that Wii as payment. I'm be like, suck my dick can't have this Wii. Take this penny. I got a coin for you. Here's a shekel. Ugh. You ain't getting my Wii. I'm playing this shit with God. Me and God are playing this motherfucker for show. 
Like I just got Wii Sports. Uh, motherfucker, I wanted not to giving put, this up. I was gonna try and die of a heart attack playing Wii tennis, bro. I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to get got by drinking too much goddamn water. I was just trying to be nice and hydrated for my for my Wii Sports showdown. And realize, Man. what a way to go. Yeah, that is can a you way Im- to go. Can you imagine? wanting a gaming system so bad that you would literally kill yourself by drinking too much water like like your body has to be like you're dying stop i was going to say your body has to you have to be in pain at some point or there's got to be some sort of signal fuck them kids fuck them kids bury me with that we still them kids don't get that goddamn we anymore like, hey, kiddos, dad died, but here's a Wii. Consolation, here's silver lining. We can just make a me that looks like him. Oh my and you can talk God. to him when you're sad. Oh, my God. Oh, I'll teach you how to play baseball. Look, I'm playing catch with dad. It's the saddest. Son of a bitch. The saddest story. I'm going to hell for how funny I think this is. No, I I also think it's this funny. This is fucking tops. <laughs> yeah, I'm going there on a light speed rail, so come what, join me. What would it take for you to damn near kill yourself with water before like what like what would you what would be a strong enough motivator for you to like take yourself to the brink there? I'm saying a trip to Mars. A trip to Mars, I'd be like Only if I could come back. Like I would have to I'd have like, to Like I want to come back though. From Mars? Yes. Why? I don't want to die there. Why? Because I have all my stuff here. I want to die around my stuff. Bring your stuff. What, can you bring your stuff? Is that a thing? Probably not. There's like no infrastructure on Mars. I just need like this much space. <laughs> my Wii can't be plugged in on Mars. Bruh. How am I going to play with my dad? Bruh. They got the satellites. I would definitely, I, uh, well, since Mars isn't, you know, actually a, like a place we can physically go yet as people, I would say the moon, the moon would even be good enough for me. I'm all about building like a space camp on the moon. You're just going to get killed by the Nazis who are already up there. Don't ruin this for me, please. You just asked me what my dream was. What would I kill myself? What What is my dream to kill myself over? And I said the moon, and now you're making this really sad. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm so sorry. It's that fine. A, fuck your dreams. <laughs> yeah. Just like your dad. <laughs> bury you on the moon. How about that? Bury me with that weed. Bury, bury, bury her on the moon. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind being buried on the moon. I don't think any, no one else is that I know of, at least. Man, that's a fucking good point. But there might be. You said there's Nazis up there. Man, I did say that. <laughs> I did fucking say that. Whoops. I'm high. I'm fucking I'm talking about. Space Nazis, for sure. Why the fuck not? Yeah, well, why, what would they're you... On, they're on the dark side of the moon. What would you nearly kill yourself over to, to do? Is it Mars? Is that what you would say? Oh, there's a lot of dumbass shit, for sure. Yeah. Knowing that it's just, like, nearly, bro, like... I don't know, large coke. Like fucking nearly, bro. Cool. Like I want to see the pearly gates, anyways. Let's fucking go. So you don't actually die, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like nearly. You know, those like nearly. Like you're just gonna go through like all the pain and like being super scared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like, oh god, I'm in the fucking hospital now. Holy shit! They're I like, fucking they're like, nearly. come back. 
they're not ready for you. And meanwhile, God's like, I don't want you. And you're like, oh, no, I have to go back. Yeah. What are you willing to put yourself through this for? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of other things. Um, God, I don't know. I did. I did. I'm not. I'm going to admit this openly to you. Um, I hope this doesn't change how you view me. It might. It might. Listen, before you say this, I love you unconditionally. It's all chill. Thank you You're so not going to out-weird me. Yeah, let's well, go. it's not weird. It's just maybe sad. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's fucking hear it now. Now I'm on the edge of I, my seat. Oh, I, I went through hell today to get Taylor Swift tickets. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> let's go. Are you trying to scalp them? Oh, absolutely not. I am 100% going. I thought, man, if you were just like being a fucking, if you were just trying to be a predator and make money off kids like she does, I was going to like respect it so much more. You know... What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Oh, see, you can't. For, maybe from which era would even be hard. Okay. From so which era would be hard to answer? What's the first one that comes to your heart, right? Just the, like, well, what do, 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 do. What are you hearing? What, what's the, what's what the, gets me through the day? Yeah. Well. What's the one right now? What's the one what's you're the one to right, right now? now? Yeah. Oh, guys, I should have thought this through. I'm, like, going to go through, like, this laundry list of, like, 100 songs in my head and be like, which one is now? Well, like, what did you listen to today from her? I think the only one you listened to fucking mm, at least 10 songs. I did her. listen to, Which yes. one did you listen to more than I twice I listened today? to her most recent album and her very first album. Both today. Her debuted, yeah. God damn, that's a lot of Taylor Swift. It is a lot of Taylor Swift. Holy shit. And they're very different because her first album was, like, a country album. Yeah, and yeah. her new album is very much not a country. Are they album. St- are they still inviting her to the CMAs? Oh yeah. Yes, she. Yeah, she actually is. I think she has a up for a Grammy for like one of the best country songs. Even though she's making pop music. Well, she is re-recording a lot of her music, and she's pulling songs out of the vault, is what she's calling them. And she wrote more country songs. Uh, Scooter Braun technically owns the f- like several of her albums, but not the sheet music. So she can still re-record and play live. Loophole. Loophole. So that's why she's re-recording everything Yo. as Taylor's version, because now it's hers. Yo, Scooter Braun's a fucking savage. Oh, yeah. That guy's a fucking savage. Yeah, if anybody should die from drinking too much water, it's Scooter Braun. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of people. Who would probably co-sign on that statement, considering oh, some of the predatory things that he's done in the industry. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. There's a lot of dudes like that out there in the yeah. industry, man. Yeah. That's why I, <clears throat> I like having my shit to where it's just me. Like, I, I own all this top down. No one can, like, no one can cancel me. All my content's on my site. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's 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 all me. Yeah. And all the other platforms, all the other capitalists, all the other interest groups can just be damned you know the whole time Mm -hmm. they can't touch me you know the only i think the only person who could actually really pull my plug would be uh daddy bezos i think that uh amazon are the people who provide me with my web hosting services right so like if if i if i pissed off bezos bad enough which bezos he i've got i've got a plan for how we're going to change the world tell me guillotine 2024 oh yeah so I want to put guillotines. I love the like callback to history. Yeah. Oh, it's it's the future. Uh, so the history I, becomes the future. It repeats itself, dog. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm just ahead of the curve. I want to, as a capitalist, erect guillotines in front of every major politician and uh, 
like billionaires home so that when the time comes whenever we start dropping them guillotines it's going to be etched on the side of that guillotine that pun put it up and i get three percent of the entire wealth of the person who we just guillotined with it that's brilliant that's my three percent of billions is so much money so do you think you might actually end up being a billionaire in the process what would happen if that happened guillotine me guillotine do it fucking do it dog let's fucking go yeah bro live by the sword you die by that son of a bitch whatever i'm glad you said that i have a lot of respect for you let's fucking go i appreciate it I've, (laughs) i've seen the mountaintop dog i'm telling you i've done so many drugs i've had my heart weighed at the fucking scales i've had my heart weighed against the feather of truth in the hall of anubis while high on lsd like i've yeah, it's what fine. is that like? It's terrifying. It's absolutely. Uh, have you also uh, have you also had this experience? Similar. It's Similar. absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I did. A, this tells you whether you're like a good person or a bad person. It's like or? imagine imagine like uh, you're having a conversation with God and they're basically judging you, right? Like you died and they're judging you. This is like the moment they judge you. Mm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I went through that for sure. So I did. I ordered a whole bunch of hash and a whole bunch of LSD showed up and I wound up doing it all at once. Yeah. Well, so I did half of it in the queen slay. I did half of it and I was like, fuck it. And did the other half. And, uh, I wound up, uh, meditating in my bedroom in silent darkness and Lotus pose. Yeah. Throughout the entire duration of it. And, uh, actually I wound up laying down. I wound up being like a thump, but, uh, yeah, dude, uh, definitely wound up getting so high that I couldn't find my body, and I thought that I'd had a heart attack and died in my bed. See, that feels scary. It's terrifying. Like, the, you, literally, you asked, how is it? And my one-word answer earlier was, it's terrifying. So what would compel somebody such as me, who's never done this before, to want to do it if all I'm hearing is it's terrifying? I don't necessarily recommend doing that much oh well maybe not that much but just in general trying it that's not terrifying oh okay but the amount you had is what made it terrifying absolutely yeah yeah okay yeah you don't have to go to the hall of anubis okay great because i already i already have a lot of anxiety (laughs) well i'm gonna tell you what going and doing what i did will fucking shatter that into a million pieces like fuck that anxiety dog like what are you gonna do judge me like i've already had a conversation with the galactic consciousness about what it means to be good like i'm fine we're gonna be fine just fine fuck fuck your feelings and so yeah like i already judge myself you you can't judge me dog whoa (laughs) nice try you've no fucking clue what i've seen dog like what they what they put me through (laughs) like god damn it god fucking damn it yeah there's that's wild yeah um I definitely thought I died and thought that I was being judged at the at the end of the playthrough. And uh, it told me that, uh, you know, it went through everything. And it basically told me as long as I kept doing what I was doing, it was going to be chill. Like, every, like, you're playing fine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck. I get to keep playing? And I was like, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, you're communicating with me. And it was like, mm-hmm. And I was like, what's the fucking purpose of life? And I'll give you one opportunity to answer this question. And I'll give you one hint. It's a for- the purpose of life, not yeah. the meaning of life. Because I thought we figured out that was 42. That's a fun answer. Um, but uh, so the question that I asked was purpose. Purpose. And it, sh- and it showed me, and it was a four-letter word. It's a four-letter word? Yeah. 
there like a category? It's love. Oh, you. That's the fucking love. whole point. Okay. Uh, d- don't me it. Like, I fucking, I got bonked over the head with this information. Like, I'm absolutely beckoning forth spooky knowledge at this point that I got in, like, through psychedelic experience. So, this and is it's an, love. This isn't anything I read in a book. This is some shit that the galactic consciousness shared with me when I asked it the right question. And, uh, it sounds so cheesy. Yeah. But, it's but that's so what it is. Yeah. So uh, whenever uh, whenever it told me, right, I tried every way that, cause, I mean, understand this, this whole thing took lifetimes to play through. And uh, I tried to break this answer. It literally was like, go ahead, try. And like there was no situation that I could come up to where love wasn't the answer. Because even in circumstances where you feel like there's no way to deal with the circumstance as you're passing through it with love to fix the situation. But mm-hmm. the truth is that whatever that person's deficient in that's causing like that person who's trying to burglarize your home, right? They were deficient in love in the past. If they'd had the love they needed in the past, they wouldn't be burglarizing you now. You feel me? Hmm. If there was the appropriate amount of love everywhere that everybody needed, everything would be perfect. You know what I'm saying? And the big thing that was evident to me is that all that love is accessible to you all the time. Literally, the love that your mom felt for you whenever she fucking birthed you is still accessible. All the points in space and time are here accessible here and now. What do you mean by accessible? Like you can still, like I can still access my mom's love? Absolutely. Yeah. How? Well, it's well, it's it's literally a matter of opening yourself up to it um, because it's all there. It's all actively there here now. All you can do is get out of your own way. You've put up barriers to, to, mm-hmm. to the flow of these feelings. But there you can it's it's absolutely valid for you to allow for the flow of unconditional love into yourself at all times. So interesting. You're so you're talking to like a very big skeptical atheist over here and I hear like what is the purpose of life? And I'm like, I don't know. Oh dog, let me so let me tell you There that, isn't one, so, so, maybe. So, so, so let me tell you, uh I mean, first off, I don't know. Sure, of course, I, I, I none of us do. I don't fucking know. This is the best of my ability to translate what I went through mm-hmm. with words. Like I went to college for fucking philosophy so that I could talk about this shit. And uh, there's everything is absolutely aware of itself in quite the same way as we're aware of ourselves. The, the gourds are, and the table is, and the air is. Mm-hmm. Everything's alive, and it's all. Com- and, and literally, you can think of it like a computer, right? We're like programs operating on a solid state drive, right? But we aren't like at the end of the day, we're the solid state drive. The the programs are just auxiliary functions that go on inside of that thing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the like, all the experiences that we have get saved into the galactic consciousness the galactic consciousness is a shared experience or the, the christians call it the holy ghost it's okay the, it's the part of it that that rides with you all the time you know what i'm saying it's, it's the shared observer uh and and i believe that i can kind of point to a, a way to validate the this by a they've proven scientifically now that that animals know whenever they're being observed like if like if you were standing out in the field and I were just staring at you for long enough. Eventually you go. Someone's watching me. Yeah. And like, look right at me. You go after long enough. And it's because the thing that compels you on the back end is the thing that compels me on the back end. And so you're peripherally exposed to that information through the shared experiencer. You feel me? I don't know. That's, oh. that's some wild stuff. Oh, I'm telling you. Do, do enough LSD. 
and see it, see see if this shit doesn't deliver itself to you on a silver. Yeah, I wonder platter. if my perspective would change on just how I view the universe and. Like, it, it, you you yeah. can't help it. You absolutely can't yeah. help it. It's like uh, it's like, I'll tell you what doing a high dose of LSD will do for you. It's like you've been looking at reality this whole time. Mm-hmm. From one perspective, right? You've been firmly between your eyes and between your ears your whole life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you've been looking at reality like this. It's a two-dimensional fucking square hanging in space, mm-hmm. right? You're going to take LSD and it's going to go... When you're going to go, oh, holy fuck, there's extra depth and width to this whole thing. And that's what happens to the pillows. There's, I'm telling you, there's infinite depth and width and, and the, the, there's magic on the surface of everything here everywhere if you just stop passing it through the filter of capital gain and you know mm. survivability and you know look through it look look at life through the eyes of a toddler again dog it's all fucking magical huh and uh you know it's an, an easier way to talk about it as if you were looking at a six right and you took a bunch of lsd and it twisted and it was like a nine right and like this the idea that your your entire ability to perceive reality can be that drastically changed with nothing but the couple drops of some chemicals that alone can be hum is like really humbling mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i'm saying it's like oh shit this is a really delicate thing we're fucking playing with here you know what i'm saying yeah and uh but i do thoroughly believe that we are literally all one big thing uh like uh Is the bolt that holds together the truck, the truck? I mean, you could argue that it's just a piece of the truck. Okay. But when it was, but then it's taken out and it's just not, you see what so I'm saying? So then the truck is no longer a truck. That's not what I'm trying to say. The oh, po- okay. The, maybe I'm misunderstanding. The, the, the point is, is that they go with one another. Okay. Right. Um, it's like the, uh, heads on coral reefs how they you can touch them individually and they'll they experience it individually but they're part of one big living organism okay that's very much like what we are it's just that there's higher dimensions right and like we're all connected in a way that we can't necessarily see physically right but we are very much connected the fact that we can see and talk with each other is a literal connection Right. Mm-hmm. And so at, at the higher level, we are literally connected in our one big organism. And um, I've never looked at life like this. Uh, I hadn't ever really until I took a bunch of drugs. And yeah. uh, and I mean, so here's the thing is that I always kind of intuitively felt some of this stuff. And then taking that high a dose of a psychedelic just allows for you to look at everything with such a fresh set of eyes that it's obvious. Mm hmm. The shit is obvious. It's like, oh, fuck. Well, that's a nine, but it also could be a six. And, like, now you just know that it's either one, depending on how you want to look at things, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, imagine how much more robust of a perspective you can have on life knowing that everything is like that. Not just being like, well, that's a car. Well, it fucking could be fucking whatever else. It could be anything it but a car. It could also be a chicken. Yeah. One of, the things that, uh, one of the things that I thought was really, really neat is that uh, it was very, very obvious that the universe is infinite. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's, and so anything, if, if the universe is infinite, right, then there's nothing that you can see in your mind's eye that doesn't exist somewhere within the infinite realm of the simultaneously existing 
universes that are laying on top of one another. Like you, it's infinite, dude. There's no way for it not to be somewhere. It's infinite. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that our consciousness moves about the fifth dimension. You feel me? Like whenever I tell you, uh, the fifth dimension. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Like the, like yeah. the, the, like the higher like. dimensions, right? The bottom line is that whenever I tell you to think about what happened yesterday and you see that, that's your consciousness going to that place in space and time and observing, mm-hmm. right? Because that's a real place in space and time right here, right now that you can go to. You're seeing it. That's how you're seeing it. And uh, so whenever you think of some wild thing that you've never seen before, that's something you're, you're going and seeing it from somewhere. You're beckoning that from somewhere. All these things exist. It can't not exist. And so um, whenever I tell you to think about what you're going to be doing tomorrow, right? You're going to wake up in your bed tomorrow. You can see that, right? Like the path to there is really, really clear. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you to think about what you're going to be doing in, you know, your, uh, your comedy show at the end of the month, right? You can see that. You can see what it's going to be like at your comedy show, sort of, more or less. You know what Right, like not exactly. I don't know how everything is going to go to a T, exactly, but, but I can, can say I know how this is going to probably look and be shaped and that sort yeah, of thing. You can, you can vaguely put yourself in that room, right? And the point is, is that you're actually, I believe that you are literally going to that place when you, when you look there. And I believe that you can wield that with intent and i believe that if you want to envision something that is your version of success Mm -hmm. right you can nurture that path that you're forging in the higher dimensions by looking at it regularly the more you look at it the clearer that room becomes and before long you know what the step leading right up to that event looks like and before long, you know what the next event that you need, the next step you need to take from where you're at looks like. And before long, the path begins to reveal itself more and more just by thinking about it, just by putting yourself in the room. Mm-hmm. The, you literally, the, the, the path in the fifth dimension becomes clearer and clearer. And this is also one of the reasons why you'd want to uh, not potentially talk about something that you're cherishing to someone who might think about something negatively, right? Like... Hmm. If you were to say to me, hey, Josh, envision this version of what success looks like for me, right? And I looked at something just completely negative. I looked at you fucking in jail or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like something crazy, yeah. right? I'm yeah. not doing that. But the point is for the, for, the, for the sake of the conversation, right? The point is, is that we're having a shared experience. And now I'm putting out a string of light between where we are and that potential experience. And now it makes it so that you can potentially fall into that reality tunnel you know what i'm saying and so you you want to make sure that there's a there's a path of least resistance mm-hmm. in the fifth dimension and you can have influence over that based on how you nurture the way things are being thought about like the way things are thought about forged paths in the higher dimensions and um so yeah that was one of the neat things that that doing psychedelics showed me is that everything's infinite and you can see every, everything that you can see is a place that really exists. And the more you think about those places, the, the clearer the path between here and there can get. And that's like that basically wrapped up in a nutshell, right? Like, is that a yeah. good way to like encapsulate that in like two sentences and make yeah, kind no, of some sure. general sense? Yeah. Does it feel kind of right? Well, I've, I haven't had the same experiences as you. And, and so I don't know if if I see it, but like in that way, but the way you describe it, I can understand what you're saying. I can understand how 
you would get from like this point to that point and and so that makes sense to me yeah was that the question you were asking i don't remember what i asked you oh nice well i'm all high yeah also, the aspect of you being an atheist or agnostic, right? Right. And him just showing the power of positive thought. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's interesting the way that you put that. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's very much like the secret and the law of attraction, those things. I think that they're onto something. I think that if you do what those guys say to do, you can arrive at some really good conclusions. But I think that they they have it wrong about what's happening metaphysically on the back end. And that's something that really like rang true to me throughout the entire thing was like, some other people are talking about this, right? But they don't quite have their finger on it. And so I want to talk about it and try and get my finger on it because they're onto something. We can absolutely have influence over uh, where we wind up in the future by the way we think about things and mm, yeah. yeah so we need to yeah. we need to figure out yeah, how the to, brain we need to figure out how to wield that the brain can be really powerful in that regard yeah yeah so that's yeah. so interesting so what did you uh what did you go to college for uh i went to art school actually neat what type yeah. of what type of art were you doing uh, like what was what, what 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 degree were you so did you did you want to get your degree you, i did get my degree yeah so you didn't flop out like me like, <laughs> it doesn't matter no one cares if you have a college degree anymore well again so unless you want to be a doctor well my thing is is that a lot of times those degrees are only really to verify that you possess particular knowledge like did a thing yeah. well yeah exactly i i pos- this certifies that i possess particular knowledge and it also certifies that I can participate within an organized institution for a prolonged period of time and succeed. So it does show something. It shows a data yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. You, like, did mechanical functions like a, like a trained monkey the way that institution wanted you to for four years. You can come do that at our institution. You can do exactly yeah. what we say, when we say, how to say to do it because you made A's. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and I only say that because my current job I don't have a computer science degree yet. I'm working in the computer science field. Yeah. So there are other ways to gain skills. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so again, the, the, the college degree at this point, I think they have value, especially for particular, for particular careers, right? Like becoming a lawyer, becoming a doctor. Yeah. You need that shit. For sure. Right? Yeah. There are certain things you need to be trained and educated in to be successful in that field. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the things that I wish that colleges would do is I wish that they would show people how to capitalize on their knowledge, right? Because at the end of the day, they're giving, they're equipping you with knowledge and skills that make you capitalizable, right? Like someone's going to plug you into their institution and you're going to do some certain shit and that's going to make what they're doing more profitable. And they're going to break you off a portion of the profit that you're generating for them right Mm -hmm. you're never getting the value that you actually create as an employee and so which is crazy when you think about it exactly and so my thought is is that i wish that the college institutions would train people on how to not only have this knowledge but how to wield it within the free market for themselves i see what you're saying yeah yeah like how to go be a freelancer how to go how to go market yourself as someone who can start your own business exactly how to do what you would be doing for one company 
for multiple people as a as a private institution you feel me Mm -hmm. you don't have to go and crunch numbers as an accountant as an accountant within a company you You could do it for multiple companies you could you could start your own accounting firm and take on a dozen clients and do the same job for a dozen clients and make 12 times the money and you wouldn't be getting broke off what your employer feels like you're worth you'd be getting all the money you feel me yeah and so i wish that in quite the same way uh that that applies to every college degree every college degree that they have is there because it had that that knowledge possesses inherent value mm-hmm. it's like the idea right mm-hmm. and so i wish that they would train people on how to go and like make their own money with it instead of everybody like it bothers me so much whenever i talk to people who are in college or are freshly graduated and they're like i can't get a job no one will give me a job well no one no one has to you know like yeah. like I mean, technically yeah that's true yeah like bruh to. go like either track it down or figure out how to capitalize on your knowledge yourself and again i wish that the path to capitalizing on that knowledge you acquired through college yourself wasn't such a mysterious path i wish that they would show you how to do that in college i wish that was one of the classes on the way out it's mm-hmm. like how what you're doing in this degree plan how it relates to to the free market and how people are going to try and capitalize on you how to understand your value within what you're going to be doing within institutions and how you can do that for yourself as a freelancer or as a private institution i think that should be a required part of every degree plan mm-hmm. i mean i think we should learn a lot of things that we don't learn yeah and i think well. we, and i think we shouldn't learn a lot of shit they make us learn agreed yeah Yeah. like nobody also like nobody teaches you how to do your taxes no one teaches you how how long we've been going an hour oh shit well let's let's shit on the school systems real quick and then we'll parlay our way out yeah Um, i I love a good shit on the school systems yo they're they're atrocious they're really bad and like I, i hate it because the teachers are such sweet people they're trying so hard no the teachers i don't think are the problem no exactly they're like trying their best buying kids pizza parties with their underpaid salaries they're buying all the supplies with their with the very little money they're given teachers are the best we 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 love all the teachers but yeah fuck the institutions above them that are making it shitty for everybody oh yeah how do you feel about grade school i understand its significance in the way that it's structured right now right everybody ideally everybody learns you know the same foundation of things everybody is supposed to set everybody up for moving into things that help you keeps us all on the same page it keeps everybody all on the same page thank you and in in less words exactly yeah exactly but does it really because it doesn't it depends on so many factors it depends on which school you're going to which teacher you have it depends on whether your family has money or not, whether, you know, I think, I think it's bigger than just the school system, but I do think that it, it's meant to do one thing, but the reality of it is completely different. I think the biggest issue that I have with it is that they, they don't teach people how to think. That, that's true. You know, I, I ended up going through a boot camp to learn how to code and the the biggest thing that they taught us was how to learn how to solve a problem you don't know how to solve and that isn't something i think i ever learned 
Yeah. Well, that's incredibly valuable. Shelling all that money out at a university, learning that in any of the schools that I went to, they're not teaching you how to learn. They're not teaching you how to problem solve. They're not teaching you how to break something down that's really complicated into smaller steps. And if you know how to do that, you're set up for so much more success, I think, in general. Well, and beyond that, like I went to I went to college for philosophy. So I took logic one and two and then took logic one again for shits and giggles because mm-hmm. I enjoyed the shit. Mm-hmm. And so imagine what it's like dealing with someone who's college trained in logic dealing with someone who doesn't have common sense. You feel me? And it's it would be it can be frustrating. Very frustrating. Right? It's yeah, like it, yeah. you're trying to have an educated conversation with somebody and it's like playing chess with a turkey. You have them in checkmate and they just sit on the board and walk around like they want anyways because they don't understand you know what what does and what does not analogy. actually make I like sense. That. Yeah. Yeah, they don't understand what does and does not make sense. They don't recognize checkmate at all. And uh so I feel like we need to be teaching everybody logic. I feel like everybody needs to understand matter of factly what is and is not a good line of reasoning. Critical thinking skills. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. critical critical thinking is again just applied logic. No, I know to that's what I mean. That's what, what I'm saying. saying. In addition so, to like, if you yeah. take a logic class, you learn critical thinking skills. Parlays into so many good things. Exactly, exactly. And my biggest bone to pick with the school systems now is that those kids don't need to be at school for eight hours. That's a long time to be in school. The only reason why them kids are in school for that long is so mommy and daddy can go work in the factory. That's it. And we need to get the fuck over that. Okay, COVID showed everybody that most people can work from home and make their money. Okay, and like, that forty-hour work weeks aren't necessarily productive. No, most you, people you reach a certain level of productivity at a certain number of hours, and then after that, it's just diminishing returns. So, what's the point? Most people are having to sit on their thumb on. Most people are having to sit on their thumb well, for the course. next twenty hours. Yeah, they're working for twenty hours, and they're sitting there with their thumb up their ass for mm-hmm. twenty hours. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So. Just pay people the same, let them work less. You know what I'm saying? They'll be more productive, probably. Absolutely. In the long run. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And they'll, and they'll be happy to come in the extra time. But again, so that's, I feel like we need to change a lot about it because mm-hmm. we don't necessarily need kids in school for 40 hours a week so their parents can be at work 40 hours a week anymore. Because we already know that doesn't work. Yeah. It's just bad. It's, it's bad to lock kids in. I mean, come on. Kids are Comanches. Do you have, you have any kids? I don't have any kids, but I, I'm an auntie, so I do have yes, so little know. ones that I love and care deeply yeah, for. So you, I mean, you've seen them. They're fucking crazy. They're There's, insane. They have no reason to be locked in a box No, they're No, they wi- they're wild. Well, man, we've digressed into all kinds of dumbass <laughs> shit. I actually had a couple of questions that I had canned that I was going to ask if we got to, like, kind of awkward spots. And uh, we never even got there, man. Literally never had to ask one of my canned questions. I feel like it was a nice, fun conversation. We talked about a lot of silly shit. Um, Would you please, uh, for the audience, uh, let everybody know who you are, where they can find you. Just the the thing we did at the beginning. Absolutely. uh, Wrap it up one more time. Let let everybody know where they can find you, how they can support you. That's how they can support you. you Oh, thanks. Well, again, I'm Sarah Spear. I'm a comedian in Austin, Texas. You can find me on pretty much every social media platform at Spear Sarah, um, and that is Sarah with an H. And yeah, the the things that I'm looking for in terms of support are would love to see you at the shows. Uh, would love to have you like my silly roller skating videos because that gives me a dopamine hit. Uh, but really, uh, the more people we can get out to the shows, the more I can pay the comics, and the more I can help instill 
uh, you know, newer systems that allow people to create art and get paid for it because that is something I care deeply, deeply for. And that is why I started these shows. So, yeah, would love to see y'all out there and help me pay my comics because they're really good at what they do. Beautiful. Well, everybody, y'all heard it there. Again, this is Joshua. This is Sarah. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. It's the Ones Who Woke Up podcast. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.